Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. With 25 million copies in print, learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hi, and welcome back to the Don'ts with the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. Let's begin by taking a golden pause and take three or four really deep breaths. And as you breathe in, I just want you to breathe in through your nose and feel your chest and your belly expand outward, filling your chest and your lungs and every cell of your body with sunlight. Let go of any tension you feel, allowing your jaw to release, allowing your neck muscles to relax, your shoulders to let go, your hands to be open and heavy on your lap, unless you're driving. Just breathe in sunlight and let go of any tension or anxiety you feel, any anticipation you feel. Breathe in sunlight and let go of any conversation it didn't sit well with you or any thoughts that you're having that are causing you stress or anxiety, just let go and feel your breath. Now just place your hand on your heart and spend a moment in gratitude, thinking of just anything that fills your heart with gratitude. It could be something as simple as just being grateful to be here now, to be breathing, to be doing and listening to this podcast, to just whatever. Just fill your heart with gratitude. And as you open your eyes and you feel so much more present in your body, I'm going to share with you um, the story about a little book I published in Tribute and Honor of Richard. Um, This is in honor of the ninth anniversary of Richard's transition and passing. Um, He died on a flight to New York um, nine years ago on December 13th, 2006. And I remember after, you know, it was a busy time, the holidays and so forth. And I remember it was our international book agent. And she said to me in a conversation I had with her, she said, you know, Chris, I think that you need to do something that will be a national tribute for Richard. And I remember feeling overwhelmed at that thought, like, how could I do that? What would it be? And four months into my grief, I I needed so much to read this letter that Richard had written for me on our 18th wedding anniversary. It was such a beautiful moment. Um, We were at our place on the coast and sea ranch and He took me out um, through this grove of cypress trees out to this little bench that sits on the cliffs of the ocean. And there's the beautiful Pacific Ocean in front of us. And he brought um, a couple of glasses of champagne and we sat down and he pulls out from behind his back this manuscript of papers tied with a gold ribbon. And on it, on the cover, it said, if I had an hour to live and could make one phone call, it would be to you, Chris. 
And while we were sitting there, I, I opened this packet of papers and I started to read this just amazing letter, this beautiful, amazing letter that this man had taken the time to write me. And it was 37 pages long. And I read it and I just tears streaming down my face. I remember asking him, Ron, are you okay? Did you get some bad news or something? This, did you go to the doctor? What, what, what is this? Like, this is so beautiful, but I'm, I'm worried. Like, it's, is, is this some sort of premonition? And he laughed. He said, no, this is just a tribute to how much I love you. <laughs> and I pulled out from behind my back a card. You know, I felt really inadequate in that moment for sure. <laughs> felt like that was not my best moment ever, but he was, of course, gracious and realized that I hadn't, you know, hadn't sat down and wrote a 37-page love letter to him. So what happened was I pulled this letter out and I read it um, in my grief. And it was, it was just so, it was just so incredible that this gift gave me such hope and such encouragement. And the beauty of answering that question, if you had an hour to live, and could make one phone call, who would it be to? And what would you say? That's a question posed by Stephen Levine in his book, A Year to Live. You know, such an amazing letter to write to somebody you love, such a beautiful, incredible holiday gift or anniversary gift, or just the gift of love, you know? And you know what's so beautiful is that it releases you from having regrets of not saying what you really want to say. It also acknowledges your mortality. Let's talk about for a moment what it means to acknowledge our mortality. Norman Cousin says that the tragedy of life is not death. The tragedy of life is that most people die wondering if they really lived. And, you know, if you think about that, if you're, if you're dying a death while you're living, what that means is you're not living awake. You're living asleep to all the things that matter to you in life. And it's easy to do. It's really, really easy to do. It's easy to fall asleep. It's much more difficult to stay awake and to stay conscious and to be aware of our choices and to be aware of our mortality is to be more present in life. A friend of mine once asked me why he focused on death so much. And, and I remember gently saying to him, well, usually when people focus on death, it means that they're having a deep fear that they aren't really living. They feel this tremendous fear that there's something more to be done with their life, that they haven't really attached as much purpose and meaning to their life as they could. And it's usually that fear that's calling you. It's calling you to be awake. But instead, in our culture, we don't place that sense of mortality in the front pocket. We place it in the back pocket. I say the front pocket because I heard this story from John Welshans, a very wise man who has many books on grief, awakening from grief, many beautiful books um, that he's written and such a teacher, such a wise mentor teacher to me. And he said, tell me about a tribe of, 
a school, some sort of school in Africa. And this school um, had this ritual of when a, a young man turned, I don't know, it must be like 15 or something. They had this ritual of they would sew this um, green felt pocket into um, the man's jacket that he wore to school every day. And the, on the jacket in the, in the pocket was his birthday. And there was a dash that was left open. And the boy would know that he would be buried in this jacket someday, that this jacket would follow him all of his days, and that someday his, his, the day of his death would be um, stitched on that pocket, and that he would, then that, that would follow him in his coffin. He would be wearing that jacket on that day. And the point of this is that these kids were shown and taught to be reminded of their mortality at a very young age because it reminded them to be grateful. It reminded them to infuse every day with gratitude for being here. And it also reminded them, reminds them, and can remind us to be awake to all of life, to be awake to our contribution, to be awake to how we treat others, to be awake to our words, to be awake to all of it to feel our lives, to, to feel the joy, to feel the sorrow, and to feel the deep gratitude that we have for each moment that we're here, to feel the joy for our breath and the gratitude for this, the simple act that we get to wake up and live another day. Now, I believe that Richard was awake to this. I believe that he was awake to this idea that you keep your mortality in your front pocket, not in your back pocket of denial. You keep it right where you keep it close to your heart, reminding you to say your goodbyes, reminding you to love fully, love deeply, live gratefully, let go easily. Remind you to live your most vibrant life. I'm going to close this podcast by reading you the most beautiful poem that was left all around our house by Richard the week that he died. And it's just, it's a beautiful poem. I, I printed it in the back of An Hour to Live, An Hour to Love. And it's called um, Tomorrow Never Comes by Norma Cornett Merrick. It's reprinted in An Hour to Live, An Hour to Love. If I knew it would be the last time that I'd see you fall asleep, I would tuck you in more tightly and pray the Lord your soul to keep. If I knew it would be the last time that I'd see you walk out the door, I'd give you a hug and kiss. I'd call you back for just one more. If I knew it would be the last time I'd hear your voice lift up in praise, I would tape each word in action and play them back throughout my days. If I knew it would be the last time I would spare an extra minute or two to stop and say I love you instead of assuming you know I do. So in case tomorrow never comes and today is all I get, I'd like to say how much I love you and I hope we will never forget. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone, young or old alike. And today must be the last chance you get 
it may be the last chance you get to hold your loved one tight. So if you're waiting for tomorrow, why not do it today? For if tomorrow never comes, you'll surely regret the day that you didn't take that extra time for a smile, a hug, or a kiss. And you were too busy to grant someone what turned out to be their one last wish. So hold your loved ones close today and whisper in their ear that you love them very much and you'll always hold them dear. Take time to say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And it's okay. And if tomorrow never comes, you'll have no regrets about today. Thank you again to Norma Cornett Merrick for Tomorrow Never Comes. Such a beautiful, beautiful poem. And I hope that you take the time to write a heartfelt letter and answer that question that if you had an hour to live and could make one phone call, who would it be too? What would you say? And why are you waiting? Hold your mortality close in your front pocket and allow it to help you live your most vibrant life. Thank you so much for listening. I'm back again. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com to receive 30 days of Don't Sweat Wisdom delivered to your inbox. And remember to subscribe to this podcast now to receive Don't Sweat Wisdom from Chris every week.